and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 133, and we've got a really packed show for you as we catch up with the past week uh, with a game against High Flying File to review as well. And following the club's announcement early this morning, we speak exclusively to David Travis, who has been fundamental in getting the broadcasting set up and running, plus all our usual features. So without further ado, let's crack on. But actually, just before we do, and I'm not sure if I said it last week, yep. in my interview with Justin Edinburgh, it sounded like there was a swarm you of bees it. in the background. Did I cover that? Okay, so for, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> right, well, let's crack on the supporters club then. So two trips to say you're about. Firstly, Chester, this Tuesday, the 20th of February. Coaches leave at 1pm for a 7.45 kickoff. Prices for this one are £27 for adults, £24 for concessions. Second trip to tell you about Dover on Saturday, the 3rd of March. Coaches leave at 11am for a 3pm kickoff. And prices for this one are £22 for adults, £19 for concessions. If you're not a member of the Supporters Club, there's a £3 surcharge. So basically, become a member. It works out very well for you. Uh, and also, you get into the sports club for free on a match day, which is always great. So you can book for any of these trips on match days or by ringing the travel line on 077 Just a bit more information. The next beer festival at Supporters Club will be on Friday, 16th of March from 5pm. More details to follow shortly. And as we record, there is a quiz going on at the Supporters Club. So we hope that Lee and all the team there raise as much money as possible for Haven House. And you've all had a good evening. And absolutely. sorry we can join you tonight and be there. Yep, absolutely. So we've got a few other pieces uh, of business to mention. We'd like to say nice uh, thanks to Nice Shot Steve, who sent us a photo of him and his wife at the new camp, saying he was listening to the podcast on his nine-hour trek back from BCN. Also to Joe Daniel, who was listening from the exotic location of Ilford Town Centre, and even managed to send us a snap of Bodgers. Bodgers. Also, yeah, shame, institution that's closing yeah. down. At McAziggy, who was listening in his car and had the podcast pumping from his speakers. Karen Harrison, who told us she doesn't like Mondays and train delays, but she does like listening to the podcast, so glad we could help fill that void for you. Gary Hammond Perk, that's a new one for me. It is. Um, welcome, uh, thanks for getting in touch, Gary. Uh, you tweeted us saying uh, saying he's a Northern exile and want, and went to his first game since the nineties against Halifax away, and he's only on episode number three of the podcast. Let me say, you might want to skip the next hundred and three and go straight <laughs> to episode one hundred and seven because one hundred and seven was the the party podcast, the celebration the takeover. There so, you yeah, go. It's not going to be smooth sailing from four to one hundred and six, but you know. Some good podcasts, though. <laughs> Absolutely, some good content. Uh, and also, finally, to David Smith, who Facebooked us, saying he was listening to us in the sunny climes of Tenerife. So thank you, wherever you are listening to us, for listening to us. Do let us know where you're listening from. We know that there are a lot of international listens. We can tell where you're listening. Um, not to get all big brother on you, but yeah. we have some basic information. So would really love to know where you're listening to us, what exotic locations outside the United Kingdom you're listening to us. So... We are on Twitter at Orient Outlook. You can um, email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching Orient Outlook Podcast. And we are also on Instagram, orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. Yep, so let's do it then. Let's That's move it. on to the week that was. So Coulson Monday, the 12th of February. So in the afternoon, the club announced the signing of 22-year-old fullback Nathan Mavilla from Wingate and Finchley. 
on a deal until the end of the season. So Nathan tweeted, he said, Firstly, I want to thank God for this opportunity to sign for Leighton Orient FC, my parents, family, close friends and my agent. It's been a tough journey. Last summer, I practically had no teams that wanted me, but Wingate Finchley FC and Aaron Sharp gave me the platform to showcase myself and I owe a lot to you. Thank you. Time to look forward now and see what the rest of the season has in store. So what do you think? Yeah, for me, he comes highly rated after having a good season so far at Wingate and Finchley. And he looks like a good signing on paper. But interesting, the deal is only until the end of the season, uh, so he's going to have to work very hard to get into the side and into the squad mm. and fight for that yearly deal. But as Justin has said, he wants 22, he wants a cover for every position, two players fighting for that. So he's in, he'll fight Joe Woodison for that left-back spot and hopefully put Joe under a bit more pressure and you know make himself a face and force his way into the squad. Absolutely, I do agree with you, although I do find it a bit unusual that we signed him until the end of the season. I thought if you want to try someone... I can't imagine he's going to want top, top money. So give him an 18-month deal, yeah, give him the six months to bed in, give him a pre-season, test him out, and then you've then he's then got a year to really, in the first team, yeah. under competitive uh, environment, to then prove himself. So I, I just thought that was a bit unusual, and I'm sure maybe Steve Foster or Martin Ling will be able to uh, set us straight on that. Uh, and gents, you're welcome to. Um, but yeah, I think just, just as a fan and looking at it from the outside in, I just find that a little bit Steve Foster odd. tweeted earlier in the week, I don't know if you saw this, he scouted him four years ago and he still had yes. his notes and he put up the photo of the notes. Yeah. So, well done, Steve Foster, for uh, keeping your notes for four years. And yeah. It was a good little write up he had of the yeah. player as well. I think he said he was fast paced and decent on the ball. Decent on the ball. So, yeah. we look forward to Nathan uh, being at the club. Also, on Monday, the club put out the following statement quoting CEO Danny Macklin, who was on last week's show, uh, regarding the pitch. After a few seasons, uh, Danny says, after a few seasons with a lack of investment into pitch preparation and maintenance, it's clear that combined with the recent heavy rain and the frost, the pitch is far from ideal. The board of directors have agreed to undertake extensive pitch work during the closed season. In the interim, the club have purchased rain covers that will assist in match preparation for the remainder of the season and many more. So, yeah, I don't. There's one thing that no fan would ever be able to fault this board on, and that's investment on making sure that the Absolutely. players have got everything they need to perform to the best of their ability. They will not have any excuses. The pitch is not so good at the moment. It's not the the grounds. As Danny says, it's it's lack of investment over the years, over the last two or three years, and but they're going out on a limb and they're doing everything they can. Probably going to some great expense for them covers as well, because I can't see them being cheap. Yeah, I think Justin was asked about it, wasn't he? Yeah. Meeting the manager and said, you know, it was embarrassing, but obviously not on part of any of the ground staff. No, and when we were leaving against Tranmere, it did look absolutely wrecked. But we know we've got great ground staff and the supporters club have donated twenty thousand pounds. The aerator, for the aerator, yeah. and, and the board are doing all they can. So. You know, stick with it and you know, give that pitch a year or two of good love and that'll come back. Absolutely. I think even a summer. Superb. I think yeah. if they do it right in the summer, which they generally tend which Colin will do, then then it'll be absolutely fine. Yep. So Tuesday, thirteenth of February, it was a quiet day or an Outlook Podcast Towers. I think we probably were both out getting the missus some flowers and being good husbands and good men in general. Of course. Absolutely yeah. goes without saying. Yeah. On Valentine's Day, the Wednesday, the fourteenth of February, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And news broke in the afternoon about a certain young chap who had recently been released, and he wasn't without a club for long, uh, as Freddie Moncur signed for Wingate and Finchley. And from us here on the Outlook podcast, we wish you every success in the future, Freddie, and disappointed that we won't necessarily be seeing another run out of your snazzy bow tie <laughs> at the Snarl Man this year. Brilliant. Thursday, 15th of February. 
Weeks flying by as there was another quiet day on Outlook podcast hours. <laughs> this is unusual. Very so unusual. we're now on to Mooney Friday, the 16th of February, and it's happy 66th birthday. Yeah, I know he doesn't look it. To Leighton Orient legend, Peter Kitchen. Legend, mate. Kitch was on holiday in Florida, I believe, and uh, celebrating um, his time out there. So, uh, yeah, 66. Brilliant, amazing. Yeah. So Saturday, 17th of February, not even nine minutes into the podcast and already on to Saturday. So in the morning, the youth team were in action and suffered a 2-1 defeat away to Wimbledon. But important to know at the moment, so many youngsters out on loan, probably what Leverhead. Uh, <laughs> Half of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a quite uh, a young lineup, a lot of under-16 players, I think a few under-15s on the bench. So even though you might look at the result and say, well, we lost, it's really you know getting the real young players that step up uh, in quality and so, they, so their youth are under 23s our youth yeah. are 18s and 16s yeah. and one or two 15s as well I think so you know it's um, it, you know, the result is immaterial really it's about them getting the yeah. experience and the playing time so that happened in the morning then in the afternoon the main event was AFC filed away I have to say seeing pictures of their main stand that's quite impressive Decent. Decent. for a non-league ground up, up in that part of the country if you don't mind me saying yeah. uh, the team lined up with Dean Brewer in goal Jacob Priest Josh Coulson George Ellicobi Joe Widdison at the back with Adams Clay Karoma and Brophy in the middle and Holman and Bon up top substitutes were Granger Happy Lawless Reynolds and Harold yes that meant the team and the subs bench were unchanged from last week's match versus Tranmere so Mr Levy your views on the team yeah glad Justin's able to name an unchanged side uh, we've learnt that a settled side is better than an ever changing side However, with such a large squad, obviously question marks start to happen with the likes of new signing Sam Ling. Obviously, vice-captain David Mooney for the Ooh, second yeah. game on, a, on the trot is now not even in the squad. Um, and will we see Alex Lawler start again? He was on the bench, but, you know, Adams had done very, yeah. very well last time out. So, we'll see. Your views? As expected for me, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, no surprises following last week's performance against Tranmere. And obviously, after last week's match, Justin said because the team were coming off the back of two wins and a decent draw against Tranmere, he felt it'd be unfair to change it. And I probably agree with him. Yeah, based on that. But you know, food for thought, David Mooney. Yeah, not, not even, even the squad. squad. Who would have thought Didn't that? Even travel. Who would have even thought that in the summer? Mm. So don't think he even interested. Traveled, so. so we got a few views on the team uh, after it was announced. So thank you to everyone who tweeted us. Uh, we'll mention a few. Firstly, from at iHeart Rushmore who I hope you enjoy on your honeymoon. Don't know why you're tweeting us about an online team when you're on honeymoon, but we love it. What else would you be doing? Absolutely. He says, I think this is a decent side with Joby not fully fit and another longer wage coming up. I expect there may be a few changes for Chester. I agree with that one probably. Yeah. Uh, I hope Big George has a decent game after last week and Karoma gets on the ball early. Come on, Orient. Yeah, and at George Sessions. Cheers, George. Thanks for, for getting in touch. Yeah. Shameling isn't included, he says, but I suspect Justin is resting him for Tuesday's game. Ling is cup-tied for the FA Trophy next week at Gateshead, so Justin will probably try to protect or rest Caprice for Chester, so he's 100% fit to start against Gateshead. Maybe wrong, but that's my two pennies worth, and I think you actually highlighted a good, good point there, George. Spot on, I yeah. think. It'll be interesting to see that team on Tuesday. So the match kicked off, Farwood enjoying the majority possession in the first half, but little go-mouth action to talk about, really, in the first 10 minutes. Bit of pressure, but nothing really that threatened Brawl in the Orient goal. Yeah, 15th minute, though. Holman plays the ball wide to Brophy, who crossed in, filed half-clear it, and the ball falls to Craig Clay on the edge of the box, whose goal-bound volley is blocked. And then in the 17th minute, Macaulay Bond had a shot that just went wide. So we're obviously starting to grow into yeah. this a bit and, and ramp up. Neither of us, sadly... Could be there for this one. Yeah, 25th minute, Holman has a shot blocked and then Brophy went down in the area. 
but the ref waved the play on. Uh, on the 31st minute, uh, Dan Holman went close to opening the scoring as his effort uh, from about 30 yards out went just over the bar. Yeah, apparently uh, decent effort. Uh, even the foul Twitter account said that was a decent effort. In the 38th minute, a counter-attack saw Karoma get down the wing, come inside, shoot, but Lynch saved well in the fold goal. So it looked like, you know, we weren't having much of the possession, but we were having the much better chances of putting them under a bit of pressure um, at the back. At the back end of the first half, yep. Yeah, uh, in the 41st minute, or we get a penalty as Dan Holman is fouled in the area. That, oh, is, the, well, that was, is the contentious part. There was a few tweets that we received saying it, it was, was outside the area. It looked like it was outside the area. Without seeing it back, it's hard it's for us, hard to, for us say, to say. Yeah. You know, if it was outside the area... Nice we have a bit of luck for a change. You're not going to sit and moan about it. Now hit on the head. Yeah. Because it's luck that at times this season we've just not had. Absolutely. So you take them. Macaulay Bond stepped up though, obviously as you would expect, and dispatched the penalty with great confidence and ease. I think he smashed it in the bottom left corner. Smashed um, it. And absolutely took that uh, really, really well. So we went 1-0 one one up with, with just four minutes before half-time. That is his 19th goal of the season. Um, his 16th for the league. So... We've got, what, 12 games, 13 games left, something like that. And, and, more and there's trophy. no way that that guy's not going to hit 20 goals this season. Touchwood. 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 Great penalty, though. Hit it well, hit it hard. Keep their keeper. Guess Went correctly. the right way, yeah. So it had to be a good penalty to beat him, but it took it really well. And like you said, that's a player full of confidence, wanting to take a penalty and smashing it in. So yeah. well done to McCauley there. Having no doubt in his mind that that was going in. Absolutely. Yeah. 43rd minute, Joe Wooderson got booked for a foul on Grant and then two minutes of additional time were played and the O's went in one up at half-time. Perfect. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah, to me, it sounds like we're good value for the lead. Uh, not many chances for fouled. We are defending well and we're keeping Danny Rowe quiet. So if you remember, Danny Rowe got two goals against us earlier in the season. He's been on fire the last couple of games for fouled. And we haven't mentioned him once in the first half summary, which is fantastic. And well done to Bon. Took his penalty very, very well. So it sounds like we deserve to be one up at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Attendance was 2,206. Not sure how many of those were made up of uh, Leighton Orient fans, but congratulations and kudos to everybody yeah. that went. I hope you had a safe trip there and back and obviously enjoyed three points. Second half kicked off with no substitutions for us at half time. Then in the 46th minute, um, Fylde started brightly with Francis Angle shooting straight at Brill yeah 51st minute Adams who's been fantastic since he's been in uh, took a knock but was okay to continue so great there to see Adams be able to get back up and continue and I knew when we signed someone with the surname Adams he'd be good just a great surname yeah okay cool yeah. Uh, in the 53rd minute Danny Rowe took a free kick from about 25 yards out for Fylde that, that went just wide yeah 55th minute he doesn't only score, he clears off the line as well. It's McCauley Bond, cleared off the line from a grand header inside the box of all down there to McCauley because if that goes in, it's a completely different last 35 minutes. Yeah. It sounds like they were coming at us yeah. in the second half and started well and we were defending well as well, to be fair. This came out the starting block yeah. pretty sharp by the sounds of it. In the 60th minute, Josh Caroma ran the full length of the pitch, really, on the break, uh, but Lynch... Uh, managed to save his effort and then from an Adams cross Holman uh, sees his header saved as well so yeah. it sounds like we then were yeah. you know, pretty sharp and punchy on the counter yeah. then and, and we were catching him absolutely 68th minute Brophy gets into the box he had a shot got deflected and just missed Bond at the back post a bit unlucky there and the heck does it fall, if it falls to Bond it's 2-0 game over game over yeah. put to bed absolutely just a minute later Craig Clay fired into the hands of Lynch following a counter attack so sounds, sounds like we were decent on the counter attack 10 minutes lots of talk there about yeah. counter attack in Orient so good to see that yeah. with pace good two pacey wingers and Brophy and uh, 
Hiroma, sounds like we're doing well. That's down to good scouting reports in my mind. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, 71st minute, Brill reacted quickest to gather the ball as Rowe closed in on goal from a through ball. Yeah, just two minutes later in the 73rd minute, another Orient counter-attack saw uh, Craig Clay shoot wide. Yeah, 78th minute, we took this from the file Twitter account. Brophy gets the ball into the box, which is completely mishit by Holman. Could have easily been 2-0, so Holman are lucky not to be on the score sheet. And we are creating an awful yeah. lot of chances. Just not finishing, though. That's the clinical element that we're missing, yeah. out, missing out on. Uh, into the final 10 we go, and in the 80th minute, Dean Brill came out and collected a weak header from Rowe. 83rd minute now, Bond almost gets his second of the game as his header goes wide from a very good clay cross. And shortly after, Alex Lawless comes on for Ebo Adams, who has done very well uh, once again in the far Twitter account against the 85 minute chance for Bomb was a great chance. Um, and that sub of Lawless for Adams in the last 10 seems like it's a normal Justin sub now. Obviously, Adams is quite a young guy, and you want to get Lawless in, who's more experienced to kind of to see, see the game it. out. So yeah, a clever sub there from Justin. 88th minute, Jake Caprice got a booking for time wasting, which hasn't happened for us this season. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. And to be fair, you don't see that many bookings for time wasting. These referees don't seem to like doing so that what? at this level. It's, everyone does it. I'm fine with Orient doing it to see out a 1 Absolutely. Million. No problem. That four minutes of additional time are played in the 93rd minute. I met Harold. Comes on for Dan Horman, which leads on to the 94th minute last attack of the game. As Fold goes searching for an equaliser at the death, and Aaron closes. There was a bit of an almighty scramble in the box, but of course, Nelly Kobe blocked shots from the hosts, and the full time whistle went shortly after as the O's win away and pick up a valuable three points after an impressive performance all over the pitch. Very, very squeaky bum time. Yes. That. Yeah. Very squeaky bum time. You can you can sort of tell just by how that's gone that it was pinging around in the area and you think to yourself, my God, if that goes in, that would be such an almighty two-point loss. Absolutely. It's great to see it full-time, obviously. Abel Adams goes over um, and hugs someone in the crowd. The club tweeted that. Ellie Kobe does his ordinary lap of honour, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. But again, great to see fans and players like engaging and sharing the experience and all smiles and fantastic to see. Yeah, Justin Edinburgh spoke to Dave Victor uh, post-match and said it's a very strong performance. We could have had a few more goals. The players were excellent today. Justin was delighted that his side were aggressive, controlled and looked a real threat on the counter-attack. And he was also delighted with the way that Macaulay Bond had dispatched the penalty. The only disappointment for me was that I thought we could have had a couple of more goals. Yeah, he went on to say there's a real competition now for places and this is the best squad in my short time at the club. The bench is strong, so everyone has to be on their game and that's what we want. We want fierce competition for places. I think we have something going here now, but we just need to keep hold of it. It's not just about next 12 games, it's about next season, making sure that the structure and the way we want to do things is in place and for me I think that's a fantastic uh, testament to what Justin's saying there so it's not about just seeing out the season it's about already building for next season we've had Steve Foster on who's already said they're scouting for the summer for players yeah. to bring in Justin's already preparing for next season I'm sure Ling is doing loads of work behind the scenes to prepare for next season as well so at the moment, you know, no complaints from me about Justin or anything. No, fantastic. I absolutely agree. So that win saw us climb up the table by one place and we're now 16th. Uh, having played 33, we've won 10, drawn 9 and lost 14. Our goal difference has taken a slight denting as well. We're now on minus 6 with 39 points. So your views from the match, Mr <clears throat> Levy? Outstanding result. I'm sure I said something similar to that last week too. Uh, and that's really a great thing to be able to do as a you know, uh, as a podcast host, to be able to say, you know, outstanding results. And it sounded like everyone put in a real shift today, uh, or yesterday rather, and hopefully a win that will give the team even more confidence as we look ahead to a really tough fixture on Tuesday night at Chester. 
Um, huge well done to Macaulay Bond, who's added to his tally of goals for this season. I'm sure he will win the Golden Boot at the end of the season. And finally, well done to Justin and Ross, whose hard work on the training pitch and effort with the team is clearly paying off now. Yeah, I like it. For me, another good performance, and one we are slightly becoming accustomed to now under Justin. Whether the Storm nick a goal, defend it out, and see if you get a second. Hard working. You know, build from the back. We're hard to beat now and get that goal. World drill performance. Sounds like every player done their job well uh, in what was a you know fairly comfortable performance against one of the top teams in the division. I Agreed. think they're seventh and have one, one of the, of the best scoring. Have one of the best strikers in the division by a mile in Danny Rowe, and he's barely got a, got a look in, which is great. Well done to McCordy, like you said, tucking his penalty away excellently, and well done to all the players, and well done to the fans who made the journey. You know, it's a long old journey to do on a cold Saturday uh, in February. So well done to everyone. Yep, hope you enjoyed your time out in Blackpool to all those who went. Uh, your views um, are obviously very, very welcome. A huge amount um, yeah. of feedback. We we get a sorry, we get a huge amount of feedback after a match. So thank you to everybody who's got in touch with us. Uh, again, we do try to read out as many as we possibly can, and just because we read them out, it doesn't mean we agree with them. And first up this week is at Boatsy, who says a massive three points. Everyone in a red shirt was outstanding today. The players put their bodies on the line to win at a team undefeated at home since September 2017. Wow. Hope we can follow this up with a result at Chester on Tuesday. Yeah, Orient Fan TV says, what an amazing performance that was to play against the informed team in the league who had not lost at home since September and not only win, but to keep a clean sheet is superb. And Maka scoring again as well. Orient Chris said, a well-deserved win. If I was being critical, it could have been more comfortable. Still need to be more clinical. That said, a very good performance. Yeah, Orient Meat Pie has enjoyed that. We looked organised and every time Brophy got the ball, we looked a threat. We're adapting to this league now, learning how to grind out results. Work rate today was exceptional. That's a fantastic tweet and that's all things as a supporter that you want to hear. Work rate, threatening, adapting. Three key words that we haven't said too often results, on the podcast. Yeah. So very good tweet there. Thank you for Andy for that one. LH Angles said, draw against Tranmere and a win against Fylde. If that proves something then it's that this group is not too far away from being a very good team that can do well in this league. Hashtag turning a corner. Yeah, Matty LOFC Evans has proof again we will and can mix it with the big boys of the league. Next season can't come soon enough for the league. Just have to play like this for the games left in the FA Trophy and it's ours. We will be a force. Yeah, Steve Jones 77 said, brilliant win. Well worth the journey up. Thought we were going to rue all the missed chances, but defensively we were strong and resilient. That was probably Jake Caprice's most disciplined game defensively I've seen from him. He was up against what was Fylde's wide outlet and nullified him, then chose the right moments to get forward. That's a great tweet. Very good tweet. Well done to Jake Caprice. I guess him and Joe have been the main source of criticism this season, but the last couple of games really stepped up, so long may that continue. Orient underscore Leighton says a massive three points today. This result really shows the difference Justin Edinburgh has made to our team and made us a team to be feared again. At Orient, Dave said, great result and don't think we would have won there earlier in the season. Optimism building nicely for next season. Yeah, Pandemonium 1881 says, recent form said anything but a win and perhaps even more impressively a clean sheet versus a free scoring file. Important victory bearing in mind other results and shows a continued improvement under Edinburgh. Feel good factor returning question mark. Hashtag onwards, hashtag upwards. Gorillas1985 said, looking at the table, I think top six are moving away. Our form continues with the cut run. We might just sneak seventh position. I think that's 
That's ambitious, but a clean sheet, a big positive considering we shipped a few recently. Bon is on fire, hashtag roll on Tuesday. I don't want to talk about seventh position yet, but I feel if we win the next three or four, then I guess we start having to look up the table as opposed to down the table. But you look at the league, you look at the fixtures coming up, you go Chester all way. They're in a relegation place, so we should really be looking. And then we'll have Torquay and March. And then Dover away is the next league game because yeah. of Gates Head. If you win those two, then possibly, but that's let's not get ahead of our podcast. Yeah. And Ross McCaff says, looked very solid for all the nerves and injury time. Brillo wasn't troubled, really. Raw belief and purpose, which is great to see, and no sign of heads going down. Cocker1985 said, never thought they would score at any time today. A well-organised performance. On to Tuesday now. Yeah, Granger's underscore zero one says, a massive three points for us. Would have taken a point beforehand, but with that being said, we should have won it a lot more comfortably considering all the chances we had. And despite the final ball being poor, I thought Clay did well right from the off in midfield. It did seem, from what we've said, Clay was a bit quite involved active, in the chances. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not only with his own chances, but creating opportunities for others. I guess if others. you've got Adams who sits back and covers, that gives Clay more licence to push forward. forward. Yeah, because yeah. then you're doing a 4-1-3-2, aren't yeah. you? Which is, which is quite attacking. Orient Sphincter said, to be fair, it was good defensively, but we, tru- but we troubled them all match on the counter. I feel 1-0 flattered failed a bit. Uh, Josh, 3 4 4 8 6 is a fantastic match from start to finish. Didn't play the best football, but we stuck to a plan to beat a very well-organised fouled side who are hard to beat at home. At only one team said, apart from the last five minutes, we managed them all game. Clean sheet against the team scoring for fun. This is a great three points on the road against the team well informed. Justin Edinburgh's 12th game in charge and his moulding confidence and a winning mentality throughout the team. Brilliant to see. Yeah, the menace 1881. So it's a good all-round performance in an impressive stadium. And from what I could see, a decent playing surface. Defence was superb and JC kept Rowe quiet all game. They never really troubled us. Need to practice our shooting though as we should have had more. Biffo Prop said, Good win against the side which uh, pressed well but seemed to lack a finishing touch. Applauding the team at the end, it seemed they were very pleased with the win. Bogstolix won. Said, We just looked organised and have a game plan under Justin. Totally different. Strong 043 said, Best defensive display of the season. Did Brill actually have a serious save to make? Back four, so yeah, good. Good point there. Odia Walshy says a fantastic result when you consider teams below us picked up points. A few more results like that, and we can start looking up the table rather than down. Great win, said LOFC1978. Didn't expect to get anything today. Proves Justin Edinburgh has us playing so we can beat anyone in this league on our day. Just need to find a little more consistency. Shame we couldn't nick a second, but a very good day. Bradley Ackers95 says, Before these last two games, if you offered me four points against two well-organised promotion contenders, I would have bitten your hand off. Should have been six points from six, but four from six is good. And we kept a clean sheet, so on to the next game. Yeah, Lee Gibbs one said, thought it was a brilliant away performance against a very good side who haven't lost at home since September and top scorers. Players put in a shift. Ella Kobe and Coulson were class. They couldn't live with our pace on the wings and counter-attacks. Buzzing for Tuesday. Gary hammond Perts said, we were defensively sound all game. Ella Kobe was under the spotlight after Tramir, but I thought he was very good. And that's, that's great to see that George, you know, after having a... It's just a bit tired. Poor game. Yeah. Was back on form against Fylde. Yeah, great to hear that one. Kevin Cowland tweeted us and said, fantastic result against one of the form teams. Delighted. Progress under Justin Edinburgh is incredible and our next four league matches against Chester, Dover, Hartlepool and Ebbsfleet are all winnable. If we do it, could vastly change the table and push us closer to seventh. Dare to dream. Ah, Kev, 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 my fellow Belonian. We shall <laughs> see it. Joe Jessner 16 says, can we get some appreciation for the fullbacks, please? Every time we keep a clean sheet, we sing the praises of Coulson, Ella Kobe and Happy. 
But whenever we ship goals, it's Caprice and Willis and Hera who end up shouldering the blame. The defence is a unit. Great tweet. Very there good tweet, from Joe. Joe, nice. Very one good awesome. tweet there. But final word this week goes to Dan underscore Dylan one, who said that's the most important win of the season in my opinion. I feel for all other teams left in the National League next season, they won't want to face this team Justin Edinburgh has put together. Yeah, so thank you for all your tweets. They were all tweets that came into at Orin Alex. You can tweet us after matches, before matches, during matches, at any time. We'd love to have them and we'll, we'll tweet them and we will read the best ones out. We don't normally do this, but because it's a bit of a shorter week that was, we are doing final, final words from a few choice tweets accounts uh, this week. So firstly, from at Kent Teague, who says, while the people around us at Universal Orlando, oh right, don't understand my victory dance, thankfully my family does, and LOFC loves to make it dramatic. Hashtag our club, up the O's. Yes, is it? Universal yeah, Orlando, right, Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jacob Priest said, uh, proper away performance makes the long journey home all the better. Credit to all the travelling fans. It doesn't go unnoticed. Nice sweet there from Jake. Matt Porter, LOFC, says a few smiling faces down there. A great win, strong team ethic, hard work and solid game plan. Save trip, home all, hashtag only one orient. Macaulay Bond tweeted saying, what a good, uh, what a win. Good to get another goal on Tuesday now. Uh, oh, sorry, good to get another goal on Tuesday now. That's why they don't use full stops Macaulay, mate, come on, you're a top scorer. You usually <laughs> sort out that punctuation on your Twitter account. No, probably just me. I just Ebu need to read it properly. This is a massive three points away from home. Great performance from the boys. Support from the fans was amazing. It was amazing as usual on to Tuesday now. And Charlie Edinburgh, uh, Justin Sun tweeted saying, great result away from home for Dad and the boys. Leighton Orient FC against an in-form AFC filed side. Nice to see us slowly climbing that table now. Have a good weekend, guys. We'll finish it with George Alicobi's victory tweet as he dances around our table, saying a massive result by the team today, capped by excellent support from our Leighton Orient FC supporters. Come on, you O's. Yep, so um, do you agree or disagree with any of the fan tweets that we've read out today? Let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or you can email us orientoutlook at outlook.com. Let us know what you think and yeah. we do respond to everyone. Yeah, brilliant. So Prediction League update. So well done to at Charlie underscore Paul who predicted 1-0 to the O's but a massive well done to at Ross McCaff at Tim Roberts 28 at Sunny P32 and at I Heart Rushmore who all get four points as they predicted 1-0 to the O's and Bond to score. So well done to everyone. So that means the top of the Prediction League is as follows with Bill Johnson UK on top on 23 points, Lawton Gams uh, on 18 points and Wings Mad in third place on 17 points as usual. Thanks for all your predictions and the full table is on our Facebook uh, page. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's held. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, Sunday the 18th of February then, 10 o'clock this morning, uh, the club announced that they will be live streaming next Saturday's FA Trophy quarter-final game against Gateshead to international viewers only. It's going to cost $10, which works out about £7.12p uh, on the exchange rate as it stands today. Now, what we could do we could is do. we could read out the club statement that they launched yeah. today, but... Everybody can read that. So <laughs> you know us better, better than that by now. So what we would like to do is bring you a bit more where possible. So we thought we would actually catch up with Leighton Orient director David Travis. Yes, it's Nigel's son who's been pivotal in putting this project together to tell us more about it. So making his Orient Outlet podcast debut, recorded just before we started recording this, this is Leighton Orient director Dave Travis who has been fundamental to getting this up and running. Here we go. 
David, welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, making your debut and I think one of, uh, well actually I think you're the last director for the club that we've not yet had uh, on the podcast, so welcome. So um, for those that perhaps aren't aware, obviously you're Nigel's son, but obviously importantly from the uh, announcement earlier on uh, today, Sunday the 18th, um, about broadcasting to international viewers, tell us a little bit about your background David, for those that perhaps don't know. Well, uh, firstly, thank you for taking me on the show. Um, I'm very pleased and proud to be on here. Um, yeah, so we've for quite some time now been. We've had a since the well since way back before we even acquired the club. Um, my father and I and uh, a few of the others in the consortium have always been looking to explore options about how we can uh, increase uh, the revenues in Lake Orient, increase the sort of um, fan engagement and ultimately the financial security of the club because obviously certainly we don't want to ever see the dark days which were around before. Um, so we've been testing since the very beginning of the year where um, we've been streaming the content out to um, our board directors. Obviously uh, uh, Kent and my dad are um, overseas so they, they want to see the games. So we've been having a dedicated camera crew filming all the games. That helps us tactically. Um, so Martin and uh, Justin all get the benefit of that. Um, so we've been uh, testing on and off, some successfully, some unsuccessfully. It's been a bit of a learning curve for some of the guys at Maiden Orient. But um, essentially my background is, is I'm a, I was originally a broadcast engineer trained, so I've got 20 years working in broadcasting. Uh, and now I'm Chief uh, Service Portfolio Officer for Red Bee Media, which is, um, so we deliver most of the uh, channels that you see at home, ITV, BBC, Channel 4. So uh, I'm, I'm a technology person by background, um, very much orientated in IT and cloud and satellite technology and all sorts of various things. So that, that kind of the piece that I bring to the board So going on this morning's announcement then, so next Saturday's game versus Gateshead in the FA Trophy quarterfinal will be streamed live, that's a visual stream, so David how will that work? Yeah so um, we've got a camera crew coming in, we're going to try and make it as good quality as possible, um, we're then going to publish that onto the internet so fans internationally will be able to um, see the game, we'll have live commentary. We are still finalising the exact format, but we're hoping that we will have a, a, a pre-game build-up and some sessions with Kent uh, and Martin, and potentially we'll get some fans involved as well. So um, we're formalising the format, but we're trying to make the overall day and the content available as good quality as possible, um, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully have uh, you know, some graphics and we're really excited by it and we see it as an first opportunity to really test what we hope we really have an aspiration to provide all of our games live um, to the international community um, but we're just working on rights to really make that happen and you, meant, you, you mentioned um, in the sort of previous response um, to a question about, you know, you've been testing it throughout the course of the season, um, some successful, some unsuccessful broadcast. So how hard has this been to actually get this sort of one-off game, if you like, to, to, to where it is today? It's been uh, interesting, you know, obviously being a previous football league club, um, I think 
our expectations and then the reality then working in the National League has been, um, you know, because we go to games and there's no power. We go to games, they don't want us to film them, so we have to uh, send emails to chairmen to try and get permission. They sometimes don't have scaffolding or they don't have a camera position. So we've had to be able to deal with all eventualities, um, and that means that all of our equipment now has to be A, very weatherproof, B, has to be able to survive a whole game with no power, so there's a lot of batteries that the team carry around and charge. Um, and of course, in these environments, there's no internet either, so actually getting the signal out of the game is extremely challenging. So we, um, you know, from my, using my experience and my background, we use a lot of um, cellular, uh, backhaul technology, so basically we do a lot of, we have a, a, a broadcast piece of equipment which takes a load of mobile signals and effectively bonds them together to create our own internet connection, which then allows us to get the content out on the internet and, uh, you know, it's all those lessons learned, um, having Nick, who works in our team, go to a game and then said he's not allowed to film, pack up your equipment, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the trials and tribulations of trying to make this work, but it's been very good fun. The, the, the bigger, more complicated thing to make to get the content out worldwide is really negotiating rights. Um, there's uh, BT Sport currently have uh, some rights in the UK, as everybody knows, and then um, the, the National League have streaming rights internationally. So we're in discussions with them. We have been for some time to try and convince them that we're the right party to take this to market. And equally, we're working with trying to work with other clubs in the National League to try and help them uh, exploit and, and sort of increase the value of the National League because I think it's fair to say and you can see all these clubs going into financial you know, they're financially challenged anything we can do to try and increase revenues for these clubs because let's face it owning uh, operating football clubs never seems to be a profitable business it's just how, how far can you reduce that loss mm. um, and uh, that, that's very important now the the link is also available to it's uh, sorry it's only available to those that are outside of the UK and I won't ask how I'm sure it gets very technical how you make sure that people only outside the UK are able to to get that but this is open to anybody who lives outside the UK so if anybody from from the Gateshead side of the the um, the equation here they can also get it right their fans abroad that, can that, also that, get it that's correct yeah I mean it's it's welcome international we welcome the gateshead fans to uh, please log in and subscribe if they if they wish um again we're going to try and make it appealing and hopefully you know we might even get some gateshead fans involved one way or another to try and make it a little bit more mutual and um, so yeah we'd encourage them and you know any fans that are interested i mean yeah, this is the fa Coast court finals um we're excited hopefully we'll get to wembley which is uh even more exciting so um yeah so let's give it a big old push then. So it's nine dollars ninety nine cents and seven pounds twelve twenty one. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Depending on the exchange rate on the day, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and to do that, you just go on to the link that the club put out today, I guess. Yeah. So the, the, we'll be publishing a link. Um, we haven't quite. We'll either be publishing one link directly to go there, um, direct to the site, or you'll be able to find it on our website as well. Um, and there will be um, continuous communication all week and updates around the format of the show, uh, what, what's going to be included. Um, and uh, the, the guys, um, Lauren and the marketing team and Carol, are doing a great job getting it out there. And yeah, we 
probably want as many people talking. He's sort of using it as a little bit of a, um, a, a test to crowds. Don't know how big the fan base is out there. Um, yeah, we've got some, we're all having a bit of a guesswork at the moment, a good indication, and obviously you guys have been very helpful with providing that information to how many people listen to this great show. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Um, in terms of the future for this, if this is successful, and I'm sure there's probably a minefield of legal aspects with the National League, but if this is successful, do you potentially foresee this as being a season, a season-long thing for next next season? Yeah. This is one of our biggest aspirations. It was in our biggest plan when we took over the club, um, and if we will, you know, <clears throat> obviously. If we only get one or two subscribers, it might make us rethink our position. But um, yeah, definitely, we have a big aspiration to try and grow this and make this a very good uh, fan engagement platform. You know, um, I, I know quite a few international, uh, dedicated, you know, loyal, lifelong loyal Instagram fans, and um, yeah, we, we should be able to make that available to them. So um, yeah, we definitely want to get it out there as far as, um, as often as possible. And just to finish in, so if you are in the UK, you obviously can't get the live stream, but you can get yourself down to Brisbane Road on Saturday just to tenor. And I guess the atmosphere, Dave, is really important to the club, and we want to build an atmosphere that the players will thrive on and hopefully take us through to the semi final and the viewers will yeah. pick up on as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, we want to get as many people down there. You know, we're, we're only a few games away from Wembley now, super exciting. I think the clubs, the fans, the team. They all need it. We need some really good news and, you know, uh, it's been a hard couple of years and we really want the good times to come back and we'd, I'd just encourage as many people to get down there, get really high attendance and get behind the late Laureate. Yeah, make a load of noise, bring some drums. Yeah, we definitely, anybody got a drum out there, bring it down to late Laureate. We desperately need to get the place rocking. It rocks now and again, but I know we've got more in us. So, um, yeah. Kent and I have got a big aspiration to get a, a drummer, maybe a position somewhere in the south stand to uh, to really sort of give us more, more momentum. So I'd encourage anybody to uh, come down or, or send us a message on uh, Twitter um, and we'll certainly help you out and do whatever we can. to. Um, we, we want uh, Brisbane Road to be a fortress and a place where people find it intimidating to come. So, uh, yeah. So that was David, Travis, and a massive thank you there to David for coming onto the podcast at such short notice. And I thought he was really great. They made some really good points that we don't even think about in terms of getting something out on the internet at other National League grounds where you can't pick up the internet. <coughs> but real, you know, good yeah. stuff there. And some of them are really poor. Yeah. Poor facilities. So Yeah, but great to see the work that the club are doing. It's great to see Leighton Orient leading the way. So a massive thank you there to David. And if you want to get in contact regarding the drum, just give David or Kent a... a message on Twitter and I'll get back to you absolutely so your views on the uh, on the live streaming yeah I think it's groundbreaking uh, and exciting um, is really how I'd describe it really I know Nigel and David has you know been working for months to get to this stage and credit to the FA uh, for allowing this to happen and really another opportunity for fans who live abroad to feel 
and and be involved with the club in in, in yeah. a more visual way. I know a lot of people listen to us. I know there's Orient Hour, um, and they're obviously engaged with the the content that the club put out, especially Elliot's closer look and, yeah. and that sort of stuff, and what's out on YouTube. But it's I think it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's you, brilliant, great idea. Suits everybody. The fans abroad get to watch the game live, and the club make money off it. So it's a win win for like everyone for both parties. Yeah. And like you said, from our international figures, there's a huge opportunity um, across across the globe. You know, so there are those fans. Yeah. You know, we mentioned last week. You know, we get listens in some absolutely bizarre countries that we would never think that an Orient podcast would get listens to. So, great opportunity and great to see Leighton Orient leading the way on this, taking the initiative and doing all they can to make this happen. So, fantastic! Well done to everyone involved. In that. It sounds like it's been an awful lot of hard work to get to the stage they're now at and hopefully it will pay dividends on Saturday with the amount of subscribers or viewers I guess they get on Saturday yeah absolutely there was no ladies match today Sunday uh, so that really rounds up the week that was so let's round this week's podcast up yeah so fantasy football update so David Hayton leads the Orient Outlook Fantasy Football League on 1586 points he's 11 points ahead of Dwayne Bingham in second place I am still in 47th place I'm going for top 20 finish if I get that, I'll be happy. Good. More on the Fantasy Football League next week. Yep, so positives yeah. and negatives this week. Let's uh, let's alternate this week. Yeah. So I'll kick off with another three points with a win against the team challenging Great promotion result. Great for a result. playoff position, sorry. Yeah, uh, a clean sheet for Brillo. And you're right, defensive. Well done to the back. Well, all the team defending from the front, but well done, you know. To, to the back five, yeah, uh, and another goal for Macaulay Bond. So we're doing absolutely brilliant there. This must be a podcast mm. first. Negatives of the week: nil poir. Just thought of one. Go on. Not being clinical enough in front of goal. Okay, negative. That's so the only one. <laughs> I've got one, but go on. Joby McEnough's neck injury. Joby, wish you better, mate. Hope you're back in the squad. Dave Mooney not being so in the squad. And when Joby does come back, does Lamar Reynolds drop out of the squad completely? Great, great headache for Mr. Edinburgh to have. Yeah. Speaking of Mr. Edinburgh, let's move on to our Hero of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> Giveaway. Spoiler alert. So this week's Hero of the Week is... Justin Edinburgh. Well, Justin, mate. 12 matches. He's only been in charge with 12 matches. Feels like a lot longer. I think in those 12, I think he's only lost one or two. Fantastic. And the first one that he lost, he was only in charge yeah, for the first well, day. Yeah, so a massive well done. He's completely changed the outlook. Uh, of the club and the atmosphere so a massive well done to Justin Edinburgh and he's changed the Orient outlook um, okay so next week's fixtures yeah. then we've got two really big fixtures coming yeah. up this coming week on Tuesday the 20th of February we are travelling to relegation threat in Chester City who are 22nd in the National League having beaten Eastleigh 3-1 yesterday in arguably a shock result which just goes to show that this will be a very difficult match so if you're going to Chester uh, do have a safe journey there and back. Yeah, that match when they came to Bidron Road was mental. It shows you they can score goals, but they also concede goals. It was the one where I think the keeper got sent off really early for us, or someone got sent off early, and it just turned into an absolutely mental match. When they, remember, we was in the gallery, centre back, and everyone was think, going yeah, mental. But the ref, yeah, as well, yeah. the ref made a few uh, choice States. decisions. So, yeah. say so. The match on Tuesday is followed up by our FA Trophy quarter-final time Saturday, the 24th of February. Gateshead visit Brisbane Road for a place in the semi-finals of the FA Trophy. So Gateshead doing pretty well since Steve Watson came in. They are two places above us in 14th and four points ahead of us on 43 points in the National League. They lost 2-1 
away to Boreham Wood yesterday, which isn't a result to be scoffed at. Boreham Wood are doing well. They are. And as mentioned earlier in the show and announced by the club and David, this match will be broadcast live to non-UK residents. So if you are an Orient fan abroad, and we know there are lots of you, you will be able to watch this game live. So make sure you register and sign up so you'll be able to watch that game live on Saturday. So that's it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us in episode number 133. It's been a quiet week for Orient. We've not much really to talk about during the week, but on Saturday... The team did all the talking as another strong performance meant we beat AFC File 1-0 away in arguably one of our best performances of the season and lots of positives for Justin Edinburgh to take away from the match. Another huge week is coming up for the O's and if we can win our two games this week we could climb another, climb another few places up the National League and find ourselves in the semi-finals of the FA Trophy. So let's get our fingers and toes crossed. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 134 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So just a quick plead to everyone listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. And a big thank you to at CM Oriental for his review on iTunes last week. And if you're listening on SoundCloud or Stitch or TuneIn, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they get uploaded. And if you have an older relative or an Orange supporter who isn't tech savvy or doesn't know about the podcast, tell them, download it for them on your phone or their phone, get it in their hands, get the headphones on and get it out on the speakers in the car wherever and get them listening to it and you know hopefully they'll enjoy it. Absolutely. So um, just one last thing, just to mention, we still have some Orient Outlook podcast branded mugs available. They are £7 each. You can buy two for £12 if you wish. You can save £3 postage by collecting them from us at next week's game against Gateshead. We will be there. So DM us on Twitter at Orient Outlook. Email us orientoutlook at outlook.com. Place your order through there. Let us know how many you would like and we will facilitate that either by post if you're not local or coming to the game um, or we can save you three quid yeah. if you are coming next week. So thank you to everybody who's bought one. I hope you're enjoying them. Kent Teague certainly is. His wife Chris certainly <laughs> is. Um, so thank you guys uh, as well. Thank you to David Travis yeah, for coming on at such short good. notice yeah. as well. We really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened and as always, we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week. And keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. And we're playing you out this week with M People with a very appropriate song title. Up the O, see you next week.